Hey guys and welcome to Quality Shop. I'm really excited to be joined by Lens Lunzi Boxing. Uh, do check him out. Uh, definitely check out his YouTube, TikTok, on all uh, social media platforms. We're going to be break, breaking down uh, Brooks' win over Khan. Obviously, very fresh uh, in the minds of both of us. Lens actually got it correct. He went for a Brook KO. Uh, and for me, uh, I went I think, a little bit with my heart with uh, Ahmed Khan winning in the late rounds with a KO. How are you doing, Lens? I'm doing good. What about you? Yeah, I'm all good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Just recovering from yesterday. Um, were you surprised? I mean, obviously you predicted it, but were you surprised at how the fight went? Well, I, I was surprised that it was very one-sided. You know, like, um, I didn't think that Kel Brook would have dominated for six rounds. Um, I thought I thought that uh, uh, Amir Khan would, would be able to, to stick and move, you know, get on his bicycle. Well, he wasn't his bicycle all night long. Um, but he wasn't really, I feel like he was very, um, kind of, kind of hesitant to, to throw combinations, you know, um, because when I think Kel Rook hit him with, a, I think it was either a straight right or a left hook in, uh, the first round, he didn't like the power. I could see, uh, his, his knees buckled and everything, his, his, his hands got high up and, uh, he could have probably gotten, gotten dropped in, for, in the first round, you know, um, and, and from that, from that shot. I feel that he didn't want to um, box anymore. You know, he would just, he was very like hesitant. So Yeah, he definitely didn't want to engage, I think, after that first round. I think you're right. You you actually picked out the two shots. I think one was, it was it was a right hand, um, I think, down the pipe. And then the second was the left hook, yeah. uh, which did the real damage and like definitely wobbled him. And he was on uns unsteady legs and started doing a little bit of a dance then after. Exactly. And I think he got saved by the bell then in that first round because 10 seconds more and he's probably out of there, to be fair. Exactly. Um, yeah, Brooke, I thought it's funny because when the fights first started, it was like Brooke looked like he was prodding a little bit, like footwork didn't look great. Uh, and then Khan like was kind of dancing around the ring, looks okay. And then I thought, okay, this looks like it could be okay. Um, but Brooke took the center of the ring and Khan's on the outside. And I think, okay, he's got to be careful here, but just needs to jab and move, jab and move, kind of feel, feel his way into it. Um, mm -hmm. Brooke throwing like a couple of uh, hooks really, um, well, I thought kind of a little bit wildly at time and. At times even sorry and Khan, you know managing to get out of the way uh but in the end he threw some of those flurries that you mentioned i think the reason i was hesitant later on the well straight off that first round yeah. we didn't see as much because he threw a couple of those flurries and then he got tagged as you said mm -hmm. um and yes he didn't get he didn't kind of he wasn't on the canvas throughout the whole fight uh but he took a beating in the end and obviously at 35 years of age he doesn't really want me doing that and uh, I, I didn't think he was as quick anywhere near as quick as probably i would was expecting i know Obviously, I don't expect him to be lightning fast like he was you know, 10 years ago. But I thought there was a serious like um, decline in terms of his speed. Did you, did you see that as well? Yeah. So even if you looked at their like anatomy, right, you could see that Kel Brook was uh, super cut, super lean. You could see like all, every definition in his body. You know, he looked very solid, you know, um, and they even fought at 149. Right. So that, in my opinion, that was uh, to Brook's advantage. Because uh, I feel that if they fought at 147, he, he would have been very drained, and it would uh, it would have worked for Khan. But they had a catch weight. Um, but yes, I did find that Khan looked very uh, he looked he looked he looked old. You know, he didn't look like the prime Khan uh, who we used to see like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Um, he wasn't that Khan at 140 or 135. Um, you could even see uh, in in his body structure like he didn't look that strong he didn't look that chiseled um he, he switched camps he did go with um uh terence crawford but 
it didn't seem to 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 work out for him. But yeah, I do agree. He seemed slower. He seemed a little bit more sluggish. I feel that he was doing this more for a payday rather than for his legacy, you know. And I feel that Kelbrook was doing it for his legacy. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Khan didn't look like the old Khan, um, and yeah, he should definitely retire. Yeah, yeah. I think Bomac um, and Terence Crawford obviously is like a great camp to be, and he did say to be fair after that. You know, he, he said, look, no excuses. I had a really good camp. He just said, look, I've kind of, in the post-match or post-fight, sorry, even, he said, I've just really lost the love for boxing. And he cited the fact that I guess he came on to seem really early as well, like really young, 17 in the Olympics, then turned yeah. pro soon after. Obviously, champ, world champ at 21, 22. Um, so I, he said, like, he probably peaked earlier than a lot of other fighters do because of that, like, exposure and the fact that I guess he is, that kind of quick hand speed fighter that you see, right? Whereas others don't rely as much on that. But um, it was for me, and I can say this from a personal point of view, it's quite upsetting to see, obviously. Um, but you made a really good point, I think, in the fact that maybe it was a little bit of the, oh, let's see if I can beat him, but if not, I get a good payday out of it anyway. Uh, and I think his legacy's probably already been cemented because he's fought the Maidanas. Like he's beaten people like Maidana, Zab Judah, now Marco Antonio Barrera, um, you know, who else? I mean, Louis Colazo. I mean, he's fought obviously some of the greats like Canelo, Crawford. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I think for him, he's probably thinking, Well, I've been there, I've won two world titles at light welterweight. Um, I've got an Olympic silver medal, medal as well. I fought in America, done my business there. Uh, and for Brooke, I thought it was, Well, he's got some good wins, but his whole career he's kind of been chasing Khan and he yeah. wanted that fight. So exactly. he had a really impressive winning against Porter. He's been really good, but it's just he's yeah. always chased that Khan fight. Whereas for Khan, he was chasing Mayweather and Pacquiao, right? It was really close to him in the Mayweather fight, and he didn't exactly. manage to get it. So he's kind of like, I feel like his legacy was cemented, but for Brooke, it was like, if he doesn't win this, mm -hmm. this could potentially taint his legacy. I think for yeah. Khan, they will still be like, okay, you still lost to him. But I think if you look at the fight, we both know that as a shadow of himself. Brooke definitely had more in the tank. And yeah. maybe that... Actually, I want to ask you from a technical point of view, actually, mm -hmm. in terms of styles, because a lot of people say, well, uh, you know, if you look at the fight from now, it was different to 10 years ago to five years ago, for example. Mm -hmm. I think if we look at both fighters' primes, Khan was in his prime at one, in, well, at 140 and Brooke at 147. So obviously mm -hmm. there's a slight weight difference there as well. But at their primes, like, who do you think would have won and do you think that Brooke was just in terms of style was always going to be wrong for Khan despite obviously Khan having the better resume like career but in terms of styles obviously sometimes you have like that bogeyman someone who's just got got your number do you think that was the that's the case or is so, it just so, at this point yeah so uh going back to like styles and whatnot so people who have um dynamic styles dynamic boxing styles such as Amir Khan Manny Pacquiao uh, uh Mike Tyson um, these guys, they peak at, I'd say like in their late twenties. So like we're probably 27, 28. And then after that, they just, um, get slower, sluggish, and they're not the same as, uh, they used to be, you know? So once these fighters pass 30, they should definitely retire. You know, I like Pacquiao, he's a freak of nature. He made it till, uh, his forties, you know, but he wasn't the same as, uh, 10, 15 years ago. Right. But people with styles like, um, let's say, Golovkin, a, a Canelo, a Kell Brook, uh, a guy who's just, you know, a, a guy who stalks you around the ring, 
who hits you with the hard shots, doesn't take too much damage, able to move their head. These guys have more, more longevity in the sport. Um, although I do uh, think that um, Kell Brook should retire. He should retire on top. Uh, but look, if he wants to fight maybe a, a big UK fight, maybe against like a Chris Eubank or a Connor Ben, that could probably happen. Um, maybe he has, if he has one or two left in the tank, maybe he could do that. But going back to if they were in their prime, um, I would say that if they fought both in their prime, let's say they fought at a catch weight of 144, right? I would say that Amir Khan would outbox Kellbrook for seven to eight rounds. But after that, he would start gassing at round 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, and that's when Amir Khan, uh, that's when uh, Kellbrook would be able to potentially knock him out you know so um i would give it a 50 50 chance um not more lopsided like today like uh they thought today was uh, i found it was a little bit more lopsided but if it was um maybe five ten years ago i would i would have given it more of a 50 50 chance uh it would be either amir khan outboxing him for 12 rounds yeah um or kel brooks scoring a late round stoppage yeah so basically, like you, you kind of you've got you're of the opinion that it's always going to be a tricky style for for Khan, right? He might win that, but he would have to go through obviously adversity. It's not going to be like an easy, uh, easy win at any point. Which I kind of agree with. I think mm-hmm. obviously he's and and it's so funny. It's such a cliche, but I think obviously styles do make fights, and we've seen that with like different fighters. I mean, Joshua is a really good example. Someone I follow closely. I mean, he doesn't like fighters that are smaller. And got like faster hand speed. We saw against Povetkin and, and Ruiz, like he struggled against those guys. Right. You know, fun fun fact uh, regarding uh, Anthony Joshua. My buddies yeah. uh, who don't know anything about boxing asked me, uh, "Should I bet on Joshua against Usyk when they when they fought?" Mm-hmm. I told everyone, "Bet on Usyk for unanimous decision," and everyone yeah. tripled up their money. You know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's yeah. he's not. I mean, Usyk isn't like really small, but compared to Joshua, obviously he's smaller. Mm-hmm. He's still smaller, right? And he's he's more nimble on his feet. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just really well schooled, and he's a southpaw as well. It's like kind of double trouble. Uh, exactly. And I'm sure when that fight's announced, we'll be able to discuss that. But like, there's obviously certain styles that fighters don't like, and I feel like for Amir Khan, the Kelbrook style was always one where you know he he's good at timing and countering those those fast flurries. And and Khan mm-hmm. obviously, um, that's his forte. Really. That's what he's he's best at is being in and out there. Um, just, just I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's next because I, I know you want both of them to retire and we can kind of quickly reflect on their careers as well. But in terms of the uh, the fight, I mean, what do you think of Kel Brook and his performance? Obviously, you said you think he should retire on top, but mm-hmm. how much... So a lot of, I think some people getting carried away, some people kind of more muted in their, in their kind of praise for him, saying, look, obviously, good performance, but it just he obviously had quite a bit more left in the tank than, than Khan. Khan hadn't fought for two and a half years and Brooks hadn't fought for a year and a half, I think it was, but uh, clearly looked the sharper, as you said, uh, even physically as well. Uh, do you think, I mean, he's obviously nowhere near his peak, I would say, or, or would you say that? I mean, what did you think in terms of performance and do you, if he was to get in with a Christy Bank Jr. or Connor Ben or, or someone else, what do you rate his chances as well? So, um, in my opinion... Kell Brook should have drummed the body a little bit more. He was headhunting too much. I don't know if it was something personal where he wanted to give Amir Khan some brain damage or something like that. But um, yeah, he, he wasn't working the body uh, enough, in my opinion. 
if he worked the body from round one, he would have probably been able to knock uh, Amir Khan out cold or something like that. Just because, you know, when you hit the body, you're taking out the wind, you're taking out the stamina, uh, the person slows down even more, you know. So uh, I wish that he hit the body a little bit more. But other than that, you know, he was doing he was doing very well. You know, he was dipping. He was making um, Amir Khan miss his shots coming in. He had good head movement. Um, at times, Amir Khan would catch him, when you, you know, with like a jab or a hook. Uh, but other than that, I would I, I, he was he was cutting the ring very well. He was dominant. He was using his size uh, properly. He was counter punching well. Uh, work, he was timing well also using the one two. And also the hook, the leaping hook was was landing a lot, um, backing up uh, Amir Khan. Uh, it was a very nice performance for uh, Kell Brook. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to seen him uh, uh, work the body a little bit more uh, rather than, than just head hunting. Because if he fights like a Eubank or a Connor Ben, the, the, that, that, uh, that body work is going to be very important. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw an example of body work, right, when Canelo fought Khan, obviously, right, exactly. where Khan was taking the rounds, uh, mm-hmm. but Canelo was obviously investing in the body. That left hook uh, to the body, right, was was breaking down Khan, and eventually he slowly started to slow down, and that opened up, obviously, that uh, <laughs> yeah show uh, show real knockout that we uh, obviously have seen in the past, but. Yeah, I agreed with you. I thought he was pretty measured for the most part. Yeah, there were some flashes of uh, seeing red and like a kind of red mist d- dissolving over him where he threw wildly a couple of hooks. But for the most part, I thought he was pretty like calculated in the way he boxed. Uh, I thought he timed quite well. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't. In- I didn't think he was particularly wasteful with his punches either. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he picked his punches nicely. Um, and yeah, I-, I thought the hooks were really, good, especially the right hook as well and the left hook. Both hooks, to be fair. Uh, it was really good with him. The, actually, the one thing that really impressed me, and I actually going back to that first round, we said it was a right hand. So I think the right hand did the initial, I uh, clipped him first, actually, for that first time he got wobbled and hurt. But it was actually, he then leapt him with a left, a left, or kind of a short left hook or kind of jab straight after. Uh, and ironically, in the behind the ropes on Sky Sports, um, Domingo said to Kel Brooks, a Domingo, a Kel Brooks trainer said to Dom, said to you, Kel, uh, do exactly what Crawford did to you in your fight. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Kel obviously got dropped with a jab, right? Yeah. And it's because Kel was, went in to, to throw and he overreached and, and Crawford dipped and then threw the jab, basically mm-hmm. because he was, he was overbalancing. Uh, and that's how he got dropped, right? And, and obviously, if you don't see the shot coming and you're overbalancing, then obviously you're going to be on your, uh, on your ass, basically. So <laughs> um, that's basically what happened to Khan. Like, Brooke did exactly the same thing. And, I, and it was so funny because when he did it, I saw the replay, I thought, He's really, really been dialed in into this uh, training camp and this fight because exactly what the trainer said to him in the first round, he's managed to to pull it out and execute it like perfectly. Uh, and I thought, look, he, this is going to be a good night for him. And uh, I was doing live commentary for it, and I was like, calm, just clinging on, really for dear life. I mean, it's funny because there's a part of the fight, I think it's maybe round three and four, where he started to look like like there's one round where he didn't get hurt, and I was like, okay. His legs look pretty solid. Like to be fair, like his conditioning wasn't terrible. Like it, otherwise he would have been on the floor, right? So um, he was he, had, he was showing heart. Like obviously he didn't get hurt for about a round or so. But then it was the start of that um, fifth round where he just got clipped straight away. And I was like, this is it, right? Like he can't keep on getting clipped. He was trying to force Brooke to fight 
uh, into the later rounds, but he couldn't get him there because he was just getting clipped too much. So that was a bit of a shame. But um, a little bit on like, were, were you surprised he didn't touch the canvas considering yeah. OCA and stuff? And it's because like, there's obviously this whole, uh, I guess, uh, there's this whole uh, thing levied at Khan that he's got a glass chin. And I always say, I don't think he's got a glass chin because if you see some of his other fights against Maidana, et cetera, he's gone through wars and he hasn't, no, he hasn't been cleaned up. Um, but anyone can get knocked out if they stay in the pocket too long and their chin's up in the air and they don't see a shot coming, right? So um, what, what do you think? I mean, do you, do you think you were, were you surprised by that? And and do you think he's got a glass chin? Because I want to get your opinion on it as well. Honestly, look, Amir, Amir Khan and not like when I used to box, he says I have the same style as Amir Khan, in and out, in and out, speed guy. You know, we fought at the same weight class, 60 kilos, you know. Um, so I was an in and out guy also. But um, like with all due respect, I I find that he has like a, a somewhat um, a weak chin, if you want if you want to put it that way. Um, and you know he's 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 met the canvas multiple times, and usually when that happens, um, your tolerance to getting a hit diminishes. So um, yeah, um, I I do feel that he has a, you know a suspect chin uh, regarding the fight. I feel that if Amir Khan was able to use his jab a little bit more or even jab the body, you know, because if you can't touch the head, you're going to touch the body. You know, uh, if you can't jab the head, just jab the body instead and do your in and out. He was on his bicycle all night, but I feel that he probably didn't have that enough speed to probably push off after the jab, you know, after landing a clean jab, pushing off. I feel that's why he didn't, he was kind of hesitant to throw, but um yeah, I feel that um, Kel Brook kind of, um, uh, how do I say this, kind of eliminated all of uh, Amir Khan's attacks, you know, so he, had, he couldn't do anything else but circle the ring. But yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty uh, surprised that he didn't touch the canvas that night. Um, but I, I also do find that the referee um, stopped the fight pretty early, you know. Mm. I, I think that the ref could have given him like a standing eight at least. Yeah. Because you know it's it's a high profile fight. You know it's not a world title fight, but it's a high profile fight. Yeah. And the the fans are there. Um, they they paid good money to watch the fight. You know, so uh, the least the least the ref could have done was giving him a standing eight at least, and then tell him the next time if uh, you don't you don't if you're not um, if you don't interact uh, if you're if you're not um, punching Bring back, back. Or, yeah. uh, if you're not engaging in the fight, um, I'll stop the fight. You know, but the ref didn't give him a chance, so. Yeah, no, I agree. It's so funny because when I was doing uh, the live stream watch along, so one of my subscribers said they should have given him a standing eight count at least, exactly what you're saying, which I agree with. Um, obviously, I think in the end, I think he probably would have been knocked out. I think it would have. It was just a matter of time, unless who knows? Maybe he could have had three three rounds, for example, where he didn't get tagged. But given the pattern of the fight, it's pretty unlikely that would have happened. Um, but yeah, I think the standing eight is kind of the least they probably should have done. So it was probably a little bit. Um, trigger happy uh, on the side of the ref, but in the end, I think it wouldn't have changed the result. Uh, in terms of uh, Brooke, then, so we obviously said that you know he was he looked pretty good um, for I guess his age and kind of having the layoff he had, and uh, could have done a couple of things differently. But were, were you surprised? I guess also with the fact that you said obviously the one four nine might have helped him, but in a lot of people's eyes, one five four is kind of the weight class he should be fighting at, at kind of a minimum. So were you a bit were you surprised that he carried the weight as well as he did? Uh, because a lot of people thought he might be quite weight drained as well, um, even no. at one four nine. 
no, I uh, I feel that because he already fought like at 147 in the past, you know. So once you've made the weight in the past, uh, you're like it's not impossible to make it again. Um, I know he fought as high as 160 as well, and even probably higher than 160. But uh, he's a big boy, and uh, he he's made 147 a few times in the past. So um, I wasn't surprised at all that he was able to make the weight and make it healthily, make it healthy, you know. So. Yeah, I think he was given quite a lot. I think it was like nine weeks as well. So I guess he probably had time to make it, you know, in, in a pretty uh, easy manner in terms of uh, didn't have to particularly rush it, which was which was good for him as well. Uh, in terms of retirement, so you said that obviously Bo should retire. Um, so do you, do you want to explain why you think Bo should retire at this at this point? Yeah, so Amir Khan, it's just because he can't compete with the the top tens, you know, um, with these young guys who are out there. You know, Sean Porter retired because he can't compete with the top tens either i think danny garcia is pretty much retired as well um but um yeah so amir amir khan has been in the sport for a, a very long time you know he's a veteran uh he's had a lot of uh, wear and tear and he didn't have and he doesn't have the, the motivation to, to box anymore so he should definitely retire enjoy his money you know uh and enjoy his family um for kel brook same thing. I don't think he could compete with the top guys, you know. Um, he should probably stick around for a, a few big UK fights, like I said, for Conor Ben or uh, Chris Eubank Jr. But other than that, I don't necessarily want to see him compete uh, against the top guys out there, you know. Uh, even at 154, I, I don't even know who he could fight. At a, like, promotionally, he can't fight the Charlos, uh, Jamel Charlo. So I don't know who who should fight next. There's no big names for him out there who aren't uh, too dangerous. You know what I mean? Because he yeah. is pretty old. You know, he he's had a, over forty fights. You know, that's uh, that's a lot of wear and tear. So mm -hmm. I agree. Obviously, two broken orbital bones as well <laughs> to yeah. to boot with. Probably doesn't help. But um, yeah, agreed. And I don't think he's. I don't think he maybe looks after himself as as well as he could outside of camp as well. I think he balloons up quite quite a lot. So, yeah, um, yeah let's see. But uh, it's interesting, obviously, the Eubank Jr. fight. I think he put out a tweet saying, uh, Kel did, saying that if, look, it would have to be at 150, uh, otherwise don't say my name, which is quite interesting. Because I don't, obviously, Eubank Jr. is not going to make 150. So, yeah, he can. Um, either that kind of changes and, he, and ends up being made at 160, which I think is probably... Uh, what it would need to be made at, otherwise, um, I doubt it's going to happen. But Conor Ben one might be a little bit more realistic. Um, on those two fights, if you were to predict who would win them, if if, if either of those fights was to happen, who would you go for and why? So uh, I would like to actually see uh, Kell Brook versus Conor Ben because I actually think that Kell Brook could beat Conor Ben. Um, in my opinion, Conor Ben, you know, he's he's out there because of his dad, you know, um, so. Uh, Connor Ben, he's he progresses uh, fight after fight. You know, we we've seen him grow stylistically and technically um, fight over fight. You know, he, he had a few fights there. Uh, I think around his tenth or eleventh fight uh, for some, uh, I think some uh, some kind of WBA belt. I forgot which one it was. I feel that he 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 robbed the fight. You know, like uh, he won by robbery. I feel, um, but then he bounced back very strong against uh, Chris Algieri, for example. You know. He made Chris Algeri. Oh, so do you think? Do you think was it Granados fight you're talking I about? I don't remember which fight it was, but um, it was in the UK and it was the main event, and uh, it was a very close fight uh, that I. Feel yeah, like. I think it's the Granados one. So you're saying so there's one against Granados, 
Yeah. That, um, which, and then there was one against, uh, obviously, Samuel Vargas, but he knocked out Samuel mm-hmm. Vargas. Probably a premature stoppage, but his mm-hmm. first round. Um, yeah. Okay, interesting. So you thought, you, you think that he lost that fight. Okay. Yeah, so for me, um, Conor Ben has been sus- uh, has been uh, kind of suspect for a few a few years now, ever since he he, he made his um, pro debut, in my opinion, because he doesn't have like a big amateur pedigree, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I know that he carries his dad's name, you know, so that's that's his uh, pedigree. Um, I actually do think that Kel Brook could beat uh, Conor Ben at 147. Um, you know, after the performance he did last night against uh, Amir Khan, it, it may be um, a back and forth fight, kind of like when he fought um, uh, Errol Spence. You know, it could, uh, it could be a, a very back, uh, back and forth fight because both guys like to come forward, you know. And uh, the thing is, Conor Ben is just getting better and better at uh, every fight. You know, he's getting physically stronger, much better conditioned, much more technically sound. You know, uh, he, he, he's growing as a boxer. Um, Kel Brook, on the other hand, he has a lot of experience. So he has that uh, ring IQ. He's a veteran in there. So he knows, for example, he knows how to waste a round. He knows how to make Conor Ben hold, carry his weight in the clinch. He knows how to, you know, hit hit the thighs in the clinch, uh, probably uh, sneak an elbow here and there, uh, sneak a little knee here and there. So, you know, Kel Brook knows all these uh, veteran moves to be able to last 12 rounds. You know, Conor Ben, on the other hand, he's a little bit more green, you know, so um, it would be a nice fight to watch. I would have it 50-50, but I would have to give probably that slight edge to Kel Brook uh, if he fights Conor Ben. But I would I would definitely like to see that fight. And I think it would be a good fight uh, for the for the UK fans, man. Yeah, agreed. No, no, I agree. It'd be a really interesting fight. And what about the Eubank Jr. fight? What do you think would happen that? So for that fight, I think Eubank is way too big, and he would definitely um, beat uh, Kelbrook because uh, he's just way too long. He would just outbox Kelbrook, and like like I said, Kelbrook's just way too small. So um, we also can't forget that uh, Eubank is. I think he fought at one sixty eight. I think he was. Yeah, what, he I, has. Yeah, yeah, IBO champ at one sixty eight. Was yeah. that exactly yeah, yeah. at his last fight? He looked very skinny, you know. So. Um, you know, if they fight at 160, uh, all, all Eubank has to do is keep his distance, keep that stiff arm out there, pop that jab, and he'll win the fight. You know, so um, it's an easy fight for, for, for Eubank, in my opinion, because he's, he's pretty much, he's still in his prime, in my opinion. So, Yeah, yeah, no, agreed, agreed. Um, and then lastly, kind of on, the, on Brook and Khan. So you said that you want both to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, so if both do retire... Uh, who do you think personally, because I've given my opinion, but who do you think personally has had the better legacy? Mm, I'd say probably uh, Amir Khan, you know, because, you know, you can't take away an Olympic medal from anyone. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what separates uh, both of them, really, that 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 medal right there. Um, I feel that uh, Kel Brook had to kind of work his way up to up in the rankings. Well, Amir Khan was kind of given those uh, opportunities because of what he did in the amateurs, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, look, but you have to work hard to get, uh, first of all, uh, to the uh, England uh, national team. You know, you have to work very hard to get there. And after that, you have to work very hard to get to the Olympics, to, to just get your spot in the Olympics. So you have to work yeah. very hard for that. Um, and, and yet, yet alone to get a medal, that, that's, uh, that's very impressive, honestly. 
So it's really his amateur background that carries his pro uh, career, which gives him a better um, legacy, in my opinion. Yeah, probably helps with his resume, right, in terms of the fights that he was able to get, probably at a quicker rate as well. I mean, mm-hmm. like, didn't obviously win all of them, but the fact that he managed to fight people like Zab Judah, uh, yeah. Mark Anthony Barrera, Maidana, Danny Garcia, like, um, you know, Louis Colazzo, I mean, all these guys um, are, are big names and people that, Obviously, you know, Terence Crawford, Canelo, all these people are names that will go down in history. So, I mean, clearly um, has that pedigree. As, as I said, didn't win all of them. Um, but, you know, um, most of the great fighters didn't. Um, I mean, apart from, obviously, some of them, like Rocky Marston and Floyd Mayweather, but they're anomalies. And, and Kells had a really good career as well. I mean, really good winning against Sean Porter in, uh, in America as well. So in... Sean Porter's backyard, which was a really important performance uh, against Errol Spence. That was a really close fight. I mean, in the end, obviously, he had to had to bow because of the broken eye socket. But who knows if that doesn't get broken? Does he win it? I don't know. It would have been a close fight still, I yeah. think. Um, the Glovkin one, he gave it his all. I mean, yes, Glovkin. Look, he fought Glovkin, to be fair. Glovkin was a beast at that point. Uh, yeah. And Canelo didn't want to fight him at that point. And I, I'm just being honest, right? I mean, um, he didn't want to fight him at that point. Um, Canelo wasn't the kind of animal he is today. And Golovkin was just a wrecking ball machine. So uh, that was like the fact that he even was willing to take the fight was uh, was an incredible, um, I thought, that decision. And look, he may be paid for it like long term, but he definitely dared to be great. And I think both these guys uh, have dared to be great throughout their careers and uh, can only be applauded for it. So, um, yeah, obviously, chapter closed. There is a rematch clause, but I think, obviously, from what Amir Khan said, I think he's not going to, he's going to retire and probably rightly so as well. Kel Brook looks like, as he said, he might take on one or two more fights. So we'll see. Maybe the Conor Ben fight is the one, um, yeah. that, that we'll see. The, um, the Conor Ben fight would be a great fight because if Conor Ben beats, um, Kel Brook, he'll yeah. beat a very big name, you know, it's bigger than Chris yes. Algieri, you know. So, uh, Chris Algieri, you know, after, um, you know, he, he. I don't think he was active when he fought. Uh, no. uh, kind of fought for two yeah. years, I think. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, if uh, Conor Ben beats a Kel Brook, man, yeah, that he, he he he's uh, he definitely deserved a, a world uh, title shot. But uh, at one forty-seven is going to be very hard because the top dogs are um, are basically uh, Spence and uh, Crawford, right? And we also have Ugas, but Ugas is fighting Spence, and I actually think that Spence is going to take all three belts. So, yeah, agreed. And then you've got all. Then you've got uh, Virgil Ortiz and and Boots Ennis coming through. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I would definitely like. <laughs> this is like kind of off topic, but I want to see uh Boots fight fight uh, Spence. You know, because for mm. me Boots is uh is Spence two point oh. So I want to see uh, these mm. guys go at it. You now two lefties who are hard hitters. Yeah. Knock out everyone. You know. Uh, very good fight. I would like to see that. <laughs> yeah, he's huge for the weight as well, Boots, and he's yeah. flipping. He's absolutely huge. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean that's a blockbuster fight for sure. And mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> Conor Ben's an interesting one though because obviously he, as you said, he's, he's. I think like when he first came onto the scene, it was like, okay, look, he's there's three suspects. He's just there because of his yeah. dad's name. To be fair to him, he's worked really hard. Like he's improved drastically. He's probably been one of the more in, most improved fighters for me. Uh, over the past like three years, um, yeah. yeah for, obviously, for... he's not at world level. He's probably at European level at best, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love for him to fight, for example, someone like Avenician, mm-hmm. which he keeps on saying isn't worth worth his time and stuff. But I think that's because Avenician is a dangerous fight, yeah. and Eddie Hearn himself said it is. So, 
Um, I'd like for him to fight him or, or Kell Brook. You know, either, I think that kind of whatever, whatever, whoever he fights, he then can say, look, you know, I'm worthy of, of fighting um, a world, a world, well, for a world title or at least fight someone who's world level after that. But um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. The world weight division is a really exciting. We'll, we'll definitely need to do a chat but the world weight division, maybe before Spencer Ugas, maybe we, yeah. we can talk about that preview and also talk about the uh, the division because it's uh, very exciting and hopefully we get to see um, Spence Crawford. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of ha- have a feeling we it might not ever happen. Unfortunately, probably um, Spence is probably going to wait for Crawford to turn forty before they fight. You know, so I don't know. We're going to see. <laughs> the problem, though, I think the main problem is that because Crawford before was obviously with top rank, but now he's not. Um, with anyone, right? He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. But I think the big issue is going to be that once he beats Ugas, which I think he probably will, he'll have three belts and he'll probably ask for 75% of the split, Yeah, which is very cheeky because obviously Crawford's been undisputed in a previous weight class. He's mm-hmm. in 140s. He's a pound for pounder, but the issue is he just wasn't promoted particularly well and probably didn't promote himself as well as he could have. Yeah. So um should really be 50 50, but I think Spence will push for that. And then that will obviously, it will never happen at 75 25. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, anything you want to touch on before we wrap up here, Lance? Uh, no, all, everything is good, man. Uh, it, was, it was a nice chat, man. Uh, and that, thanks for having me on your show. No problem. Do you want to shout out your um, handles and stuff as well? I'll, I'll put the link as well to your YouTube channel yeah. um, as well in the description. For sure. So on Instagram, it's Lance Lundy. On uh, YouTube and TikTok, it's Lens Lundy Boxing. So perfect, yeah, guys, do check it out. Some really interesting uh, videos, not just on YouTube, but yeah, on, on TikTok and Instagram as well. Uh, definitely informative as well. I was looking at it thinking, oh, okay, so if I want to work on on the bag, obviously, you know, I'm not a boxer, but if I do a couple of like you know boxing circuits and stuff like box fit, and I was like, okay, this is how I should be punching, etc. Exactly. So um, yeah, really That's useful. Coaching videos, instructional uh, boxing videos, technical videos. So if you guys want, if you guys like boxing, tune in. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, I'm hope I'm pretty sure everyone watching will. So definitely do check it out. Do subscribe to his channel as well for more content. Um, and if you are new to this channel, do subscribe if you don't mind. Uh, hit the like button as well if you enjoy the chat. Uh, and if you're watching on on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that. Uh, or listening even as well Uh, do follow us subscribe like it all that good stuff i know it's all different Uh, thank you very much guys stay safe and well and uh, we'll see you on the next video thank you very much